I saw an agency pocket $90,000 and then take 20% off the top of the 10K. So their take home was 92,000. They gave the streamer eight. It is time to discuss the truth, the terrible truth behind the agency world. This will be the first part, which is pretty much telling you every single way that agencies, both celebrity, Twitch, YouTube, digital, and anything else, social media, are predatory, and how to avoid them. That's section one. So this is going to be like the why agencies suck talk. Second one is going to be if there actually are good agencies and like how you identify them, how you find them, what you can be able to do within the context of them, how you know that people are actually good. So why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because I literally came into this industry after I left esports for this reason. Matt and I, Matt is my business partner, Sevitus, started what we're doing here, which is this agency, Novo Studios, Nerd Fusion, um, previous management company. You're going to hear some big announcements about that in the next short time. Because we were tired of people getting screwed over by predatory agencies, predatory business practices. And I'm going to prove it today by showing you every single way that agencies screw over content creators and people that want to run a business. Um, and by the, my goal is by the end of this talk, people should know exactly how this works, okay? So let's structure this first on what is an agency, right? So essentially, an agency is a company that represents, this is usually called AOR, um, or agent of record, talent, business, it can be another company, right? Uh, can be a influencer, can be a celebrity, can be anything really, okay? In business deals, uh, usually how this works is an agency takes a percentage of a deal, and that's, the, that's it. It's really all you need to know about the agency world, okay? Okay, so that's pretty much it. So, for example, uh, usually, by the way, this is exclusive representation. So we'll put an excellent, it will put here exclusive, usually exclusively represents, okay? And this can be for anywhere between like six months to a year to two years. Two years is a pretty standard contract in the agency world. All right, so um, as you're going to find out in future stuff that I talk about, this is typically a very good thing. This relationship can go very well. As an influencer or a business or a company, it should not typically be your focus to market your product, advertise your product, advertise yourself. should be someone else that thinks about that kind of stuff, right? Delegation. That is why... Uh, many, many companies that are very large, like Fortune 500s or even smaller than that, have their own agencies of record, right? So it is a good idea to get an agency if you are ever going to do anything in the business world. However, there are several instances where this becomes predatory because of the oversaturation of agencies in the world. There are lots of agencies that are trying to take a bit off the top, and they aren't really adhering to ethical guidelines. There are a lot of really unethical people in the world. And I actually think that like one of the most unethical places in the, in, in the, like the media world is in the agency world. And I also think 
that um, that corresponds to like people that are trying to sell you a course on digital media or whatever. Like there's there's a lot of that crossover. So let's talk about um, the basics of how an industry uh, agency works and how people abuse it. So the first way is the number one way that 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 people get uh, like already. I'm gonna just set fire to like 99% of agencies right here. Okay, uh, and this is called um, brand to X relationships. Okay. So the question you want to ask yourself is when a deal is done, who owns the contract? All right. Here's how 99% of agencies operate. The agency does a deal with the brand. That means they sign a deal between themselves and the brand. Let's say that deal is for $10,000, okay? Then, separately, they do what's called an, they do an LP. An LP is a limited partnership. And it's a it's a uh, subcontract to an influencer, streamer, creator with deal terms. So let's say um, that the company is give me a name for a company. The company's name is Dog Bob. Dog Bob is an influencer com is a company trying to activate on influencers that is going to approach an agency because they want to go talk to influencers. The agency says, sure, okay? So maybe the agency has an existing deal with the influencer where they take 10 to 20% of everything that they bring in. And this is a pretty standard deal. So a standard deal is an agency takes 20%. Really, this is the, the most fair. I think um, any agency that takes over 20% is probably hosing you. Uh, twenty percent is pretty normal. It may seem like a lot, but there is a lot to do within that twenty percent. Um, you have to manage a deal. You have to organize it. You have to manage it all the way through. Sometimes a year or two of deals. You have to do all the negotiation. But basically, the idea is that you're going to make more money back for that creator on that twenty percent than you take, and that's almost always the case in my experience. If someone is offering you five to ten percent split. That is not profitable for the company. They're screwing you in some other way, which we'll talk about later. There's a very complicated way they can screw you if they're operating that. But let's just say the agency takes 20%. So then back to our example. The agency does a deal with a brand, and they sign a deal between themselves and the brand for $10,000, okay? Quite separately, um, they do an LP agreement. So our streamer is named Lulu. The company is named Dog Bob. The agency goes to the streamer, and says, hey, Lulu, we got you a deal for $5,000. Lulu is like, damn, that's awesome. $5,000 a month for Lulu is a lot of money because Lulu has about 1,000 concurrent viewers, and Lulu doesn't know her own worth, and Lulu says, okay, that's a lot of money. And without questioning it, she takes the $5,000 a month because why wouldn't she? It's a lot of money. Not knowing that the agency actually sold her for $10,000, but then there's more. Then the agency takes the 20% off the 5,000. So the agency takes a thousand bucks off the top, but also collects $5,000 on the other end. So Lulu's out 5K without knowing it, but she's also out a thousand dollars, which she thought was part of the deal. So she thinks it's no big deal. 4000 bucks a month, okay. Agency took their 20%, but she never knew. Gets worse than that, though. 
Notice what I said in the first part here. The agency does a deal with the brand, meaning they sign themselves and the brand. So now, six months down the line, Lulu decides to leave the agency. The agency owns the deal. Meaning that the agency goes, sure, you can leave. Yeah, you can leave at your contract. And by the way, you lose all of your fucking deals simultaneously because we own all of that value. Because the LP was between the agency and the streamer. The original agreement was between the agency and the brand. This is why you saw a recent agency shut down and people said that they lost 50% of their income overnight when they left that agency. That's why it happened. Because the agency does the deal with the brand. So right now, this is 99% of agencies operate this way in this space. And the streamer never knows. The streamer has no idea what the total deal value is. Doesn't even ask the question. The streamer never has any correspondence because the only correspondence that they see is the agency coming to them and saying, hey, we have a deal for you. How does 4K sound? And you're like, awesome. That's fucking crazy, right? Like, if you're a small-time content creator... Who wouldn't want an extra 4K in their bank account? Shit. If you're a mid-sized content creator, even if you have 5,000, 6,000 uh, viewers uh, like concurrent, right? Like you're like a mid-sized big content creator, top 1% or whatever, and you get like an offer for $4,000, a lot of people will take that. That's a great deal. Not no, And so I have personally seen, get this, I saw a deal happen. I can't name any names. You have to trust me that I am one of the people that would know about this, right? I saw a deal. The original deal value was $100,000. The, uh, the offer to the streamer was $10,000. I saw an agency pocket $90,000 and then take 20% off the top of the 10K. So their take home was $92,000. They gave the streamer eight. Streamer was happy as fuck. I know this streamer. I, I've never told them it because I can't. Because I'm, I'm literally under contract. I can't do it. I know it happened. I, I was on the other side of the deal and I watched it happen. The agency took $92,000 off the top of this streamer. That was the only the streamer in this deal. That streamer was worth 100K and they took $92,000 out of that. 100%. So this is the number one way that agencies screw people over. And again, so obviously throughout this entire, with this entire process, I can't say anything about who does this, or I'm not going to mention any streamers. I'm not going to mention anything, right? This is up to broadcasters, content creators, business owners, people like that to do their own research. But now you're starting to see that when I said that I'm going to burn this mother down, I'm not kidding. Because <laughs> we're going to keep going. That's just the first thing they do, okay? Like, we're, we're, going, we're going hard today, okay? I'm pulling out all, all of the fucking shit, dude. We're going all the way. It's going to be big. Okay, so that is, um, that's, that's number one. And right there, if you just stop there, okay, um, they are, that already is, is such a massive, massive thing. And this happens all over the place. It happens in Hollywood all the time. It's not just Twitch and YouTube. It happens in social media. It happens everywhere, okay? Um, the bottom line comes down to the fact that celebrities and influencers, for whatever reason, and, and it's still not a thing that I have entirely figured out, Celebrities and influencers just don't take the time to be business-minded. 
the brain that is required to create content seems to be different from the brain that is required to do business. And so there's just not a sense of uh, most successful content creators just never ask these questions. They sort of trust it at face value and then they're hosed. It's, there's an old saying, right? That if you get stuck in an elevator with, with, um, with like six people with $100 each, one person walks out with all the money. And it's like, it's just how it is, right? There, it's just people don't take the time to be educated. My hope is by making this video that people will take the time to get educated. Okay, what's the second way that most people get screwed? This uh, is called exclusivity causes. So the second, so remember I said, who owns the contract? That's the question uh, to ask yourself, right? The second question to ask is who owns the rights? So you will see the phrase irrevocable, sublicensable, uh, worldwide perpetual, um, in any universe, dimension, or future technology or dimension to be discovered. People will think I'm memeing, but this is literally contract terminology. Um, to any and all content rights of individual. So, without, uh, this is a single line in a contract that will literally ruin your life as a broadcaster. And this is one of the most um, missed opportunities for broadcasters that just totally fucking ruins their life. What this is, is this is a license, essentially, for an agency or for another company to utilize what's called your likeness. Okay, so your likeness is your face, personality brand, uh, content, this has value. Depending on how popular you are, it might have a lot of value. So if you are a person who, and, and here's the thing, right? If you are not popular yet, but you are popular later, and they still own this right, you then have to go back to this person for every future deal you do and negotiate your own likeness via them. So you may have heard about this in what industry? See if we get anybody that guesses. What is the most prominent industry this this I'll take some guesses. What's the most prominent industry this happens in? Go. Instantly, look at chat. Instantaneously, I'm proud of you guys. This is it. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. It's music. It's music. Music this happens all the time. Somebody finds an aspiring creator they go in and they say, yo, we're going to take care of you. We're going to be a record label. We're going we're to take care of all of your stuff. You say, great. You feel like you're being recognized. You feel like you're, um, you're, getting, uh, you're getting all the attention you deserve. And then they make you sign something like this. And now all of a sudden for the rest of your life, even if you are a top tier music creator, sometimes for years, you have to go back through a company just to negotiate every single thing that you might do on your likeness. If you want to appear on a soda can, if you want to appear in a commercial, they get a cut of all that. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to be like, yo, sure. Yeah, you can, um, sure. You can, uh, you can use your license. Of course. For 20% of the deal. And now all of a sudden you're out without knowing it. This is one of the biggest problems that, um, people have, but what they don't realize is you want to know the other industry that this happens in a ton, this one's going to be way harder. This one is going to be way harder. 
The other industry this happens in a ton. Esports. It's esports. Nobody got it. Esports, you have a lot of players that are very young. Teams come in, get perpetual licenses for their likeness, and then no matter where they go afterwards, those teams actually maintain that likeness. And you off and I've actually seen cases, this is gonna sound crazy, where a player leaves a team and has to buy back their rights from the team because the team owns the rights. And thank God they sold them, right? Because they don't have to. They own it. It's irrevocable, sub-licensable. And sub-licensable means also this one right here. Very crazy, very crazy terminology, right? This one means they can actually also give out that license to other companies. And they can sell that license to other companies for them to use your content. You are quite literally buying your own face. So there are tons of ways for this kind of clause to be manipulated, way too many of them to uh, go, go through and uh, to cover in the scope of this, but you can get some idea. This is why I say that if you are getting into a deal with somebody that is an agency or a company of any kind, it is your due diligence. Like a lot of, a lot of people, and I'm going to say this right now, what they do is they, it's two things. They don't want to hire a lawyer because a lawyer is 500 bucks an hour, number one. Number two, they don't want to hire a lawyer because they don't want to make an agency and they don't want to make an esports team feel like they are um, not valuing the deal. So for I've had a lot of players that I know in our negotiations, they told me, well, I didn't want to get a lawyer because I would feel bad and I would make you feel like, you don't, like, I don't want to be on the team. And I'm like, bro, are you serious? Like, you, you, you are obligated. I had to beg players to get lawyers. And I, and they'd be like, okay, recommend me one. And I'm like, I, I can't. That's the, that's the whole thing. If I recommend a lawyer, then that lawyer is the guy that recommended the other day. So you're back to zero. Like, I'm going to screw you. It's my job to screw you. I'm the screwer. That's what I do. I screw. I, it's all I know how to do. So if you don't unscrew me, I will screw. That's what I do. I just screw. I can't, I can't stop screwing. I screw everything. Okay. Like that's my job to screw. And so I, like you tell them that get independent representation, but they don't want to make you feel bad. You can literally tell them that you are there, that the agency is there to get the best deal for them, for themselves. Right. And they will still not do it because they don't want to make you feel bad. And, and, and it's like, this is ridiculous. You and, and like, as for the investment, Cost you a thousand dollars to do a contract that's two years of your life? What is that? Nothing, right? Compared to the hundreds of thousands of dollars that you are going to potentially save years down the line. Always get independent representation. Always get independent representation. Do not rely on the um, recommendation of the agency that you are signing with. You cannot trust them. You can't trust them, right? They, they, like it's not to say that the agency doesn't want to take care of you. They might really care about you, right? But it is in their best interest to to structure a deal in such a way that uh, favors them. That's it. Like, right? That's that's like what they're gonna do. It's, it's the same with every other contract. Same with M and A. Same with selling your business. Same with getting a job. By the way, right? Uh, you better believe that if I have an employment contract with somebody, I'm gonna negotiate that employment contract. How many of you have have negotiated your employment contract? You better believe that everything is negotiable in this world. 
your phone bill is negotiable, right? Your 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 cup of coffee at Starbucks is negotiable. You can get the manager to give it to you for free. He has that power if you convince him, right? You could do that. So, like with me, if I get into any business deal where I have to sign a contract, that is a negotiable negotiable thing. Okay, like I am going to negotiate that with um with that person. If I'm in an, if there's if I'm in an employment contract, I'm going to negotiate all kinds of stuff, right? Like there's no way that I'm going to like let that go with just like like here's a, a very common one too in employment contracts. Just as like a aside, but this is kind of relevant because this is true, is uh, IP ownership. So a really big one in employment contracts that a lot of companies will try to do is they'll say, hey, everything that you invent when you are at this company and everything that you are going to invent is going to be under us and our ownership. I see that in a contract. Nope. 360 degree turn and I walk the other way. There is no way I'm going to be able to take that. I, I will never do that, right? But that is literally one of the most common clauses in any employment contract. You will see that everywhere, right? You will literally see that almost everywhere. So that's just a, one example of a way that that can screw you. So of course, I'll negotiate my, my employment contracts, right? And, and you can kind of consider a, um, a talent contract to some extent like an, uh, like an employment contract. Okay, so let's keep going. Um, because we're not through yet. We're not even uh, through remotely, okay? Um, so I've got you on the brands. I've got you on the exclusivity clauses. Um, these are probably the top two that you really need to worry about and the ones that are most predatory. Um, the second way, or the third way, that is the most precarious is, let's call this um, fees and extras. So let's say that an agency, this is probably the most complicated one to explain and it's left intentionally complicated so only like 1% of people can understand it. Let's say that an agency offers you 10% deal split. So remember what I said before, an agency should only take a maximum of 20% of a deal. If an agency is offering you 30%, if an agency is offering you 40%, and a lot of times they'll do this, okay? I've seen this a lot of time. 20% for endemic deals. This is like deals um, through gaming and 30% for non-endemic deals, uh, deals not through gaming. And they'll, they'll justify this by saying, oh, it's like way harder to sell and it costs us more money. It's like, when nope, this is always a scam. This is always a scam. Anybody that offers you to take more than 20% of the deals they bring you is scamming you. Anyone that says that they're going to take your sub at revenue or your donation revenue in the context of an agency is also scamming you, right? Um, any kind of revenue that you're making is scamming you. Now, there is an exception to where you might want to give um, up some of your subscriber or donation income, and that's in the case of a management company. So a management company is separate from an agency. An agency, right, is the definition we had before. An agency is this. A management company... Um, takes a percentage of total income and also pays for a huge amount of stuff and brings you deals, okay? So they will pay for, like, if you want, like, a channel redesign or you want to, like, get a YouTube editor or things like that, then, like, oftentimes you'll either split that 50-50. It's like they're basically contributing a significant amount to your operating expenses as a business. So this is why if you look at Hollywood and celebrities, right, they have managers and they have agents. So these are two separate people. 
And um, in the Twitch world and the, the YouTube world, very popular and prominent stars like Ninja have a manager and an agent, right? They have these two because they, they're, they're different and they do different things. So there are situations where you would want it to give a percentage of your income to a manager, but never an agency. Giving a percentage of your income to an agency for a person whose only job is to bring you deals is not a good plan. Never do this. Don't ever do this. Okay. But if it's a manager, different story. They, they, they have other requirements. They do other things. Um, if you are, but even still, right, the 20% factor still applies. If a manager is asking for you to give more than 20% of your income or an agency is offering to give more than 20% of the deals that they bring you, then you are probably being scammed 99% of the time. I don't care what they say. I don't care if they say that, oh, our sales team is bigger than other people's sales teams. I don't care if they say that X, Y, Z, whatever, or my dog is magic and he can predict the future if he rubs this lamp and a genie comes out and will sell you a ton of deals way more than that other agency over there. The standard rate for the most popular agencies in the world and the best of the best is 15 to 20%. 20% is incredibly standard. It is the minimum that an agency can operate at by being profitable. If they are below this, and offering you a 10% deal split, they are probably screwing you somewhere else. So what is an example of them screwing you? This is literally so complicated that hopefully that I can explain it correctly, okay? So a lot of the way that they screw you is what's called a management fee, okay? And a management fee is like some monthly price on top of the percentage that you are, uh, so it might be like something like $1,000 a month which you might not feel like is a lot. Um, it scales due to you being an influencer. But if you actually work out the math on the back end, you are actually giving up like 20 to like 30 to 40% of the total deal value, if that makes sense. So um, because that management fee is going to be calculated to scale, I remember I said this is complicated, the management fee is going to be calculated to scale to whatever rate they are going to be profitable. Hopefully that makes sense. It's really complicated. Agencies make this complicated on purpose because they are trying to not allow people to understand it. So basically they will always scale those fees to take more even. So they'll tell you, right? Um, oh, we're going to take a uh, 10%. And what they really do is they are taking 10% plus a management fee, which equals up to 30% to 40% of every deal value. Does that make sense? Okay. So hopefully that makes sense. It's very complicated. And in some instances, the more you earn, the more you pay and it's a scaling fee. Okay. So again, very complicated um, trying to explain how to do it. So let's take an example. Um... Let's say, again, we've got Dog Bog, or it was a Dog Bog, Bog Dog, Dog Bob. Dog Bob is the company. Um, the influencer is Lulu. So there is a $5,000 activation, or uh, this is like a $5,000 thing. Okay. Okay. They take 10% from Lulu, which equals uh, $500. Then um, they ask for a $1,000 management fee from Lulu per month. 
And this is the only deal that they're brought to Lulu. Well, Lulu actually paid $1,500, which equals 25 or 30% or whatever it ends up being, okay? That's scenario number one. Scenario two is um, they actually charge the brand $5,500, and then they take an additional 10% there instead of giving it to Lulu. Uh, total price is 20% or higher, right? You might have to listen to this several times. This is pretty much the easiest way that I can explain this. It's really, really complicated how they do this. But what they're basically doing is they're robbing from Peter to pay Paul, and they are starving the money out of the ecosystem that would otherwise be for that influencer to take it through a lack of transparency. So a, a real agency should just show you the deal value, um, and then they should show you uh, the 20% that they take. Here's the value of the deal. Here are the emails if necessary, right? Like, it, like here's the whole conversation that we have with, from ground up, right? Um, what we are building at NerdFusion and what we are announcing in the next short time, our tagline, I can tell you this, is ethically empowered creators. Deal transparency from the ground up. You see the entire thing. You see the negotiation. You see... Everything that happens and the deal is done between you and the brand. We don't own the deal at all. So you want to walk from the agency, you own all your deals. You lose nothing, right? That's transparency. This is not transparency. This is how they get away with it. It's the easiest way that I can explain this, but this is probably the most complicated and, mover and most like difficult thing. Um, this is a really, really difficult thing to understand. So either they do this through management fees or they do this through um, through taking the uh, the uh, money off the top here. Okay. Next. Um, the next one is a just an entire category of things I'll call lies. So any good relationship is objective or KPI-based. KPIs are key performance indicators, uh, meaning a numerical value or assertion that stipulates exactly what you can expect. So many agencies will overpromise deals. Many will overpromise growth. And many agencies are very slow. You will get a lot of nomenclature when you're on the phone or you're talking to an agency about everything they can do for you. None of it matters unless it's in the contract. So, for example, an agency, you might ask an agency, how many deals will you bring me per month? If they answer, we can guarantee one and um, we'll try for three to four, okay? If you get one deal a month out of your agency, this is a pretty uh, a pretty good thing. Um, considering that like your average deal value is going to probably be quite decent, you're making a ton of money that way if you do it this way. So um, if you can get a guarantee and contract on any kind of over on any kind of promise, this is a really good thing. And typically, what'll happen is people will exaggerate to try to get you into their camp. But insofar as much as you can get, hopefully that made sense. Uh, 
any of these things in actual contractual form, um, that is preferable. And oftentimes, uh, you need to understand the difference between a verbal agreement and a written agreement. So here is a hint as to how to navigate this very difficult minefield, okay? This very complicated PhD subject. A verbal contract doesn't mean shit. <laughs> a written contract means everything. Written contract is the final thing. If it's not written down, it doesn't matter. I can tell you that I'm going to freaking sell your house and I'm going to fulfill all your wishes and you're going to get the freaking... Gold, golden goose, freaking egg dropper, ten thousand. I can do. I can tell you anything, right, over the phone. And unless you petition Verizon in a lawsuit in order to get that call log, and I don't even think even then it's going to stand up for the for the for for all extensive purposes. And this might be one of the most important things I teach you in your life. Seriously, verbal contracts are bullshit. I cannot tell you, knowing this rationally, how many times. I have screwed this up personally. It's the answer is a lot. The answer is a lot, okay? Where I have relied on the verbal the uh the verbal confirmation of somebody on selling a business or a deal or whatever and it has come back to haunt me. If you can get something in writing anywhere, even just a Twitter DM like okay, so just so like Something I'll do, this is a good trick, right? If you don't want to, like, get them into a contract or something, you're still in that kind of phase of the relationship. Send them a Twitter DM or send them a message just like this. Okay, so my understanding of the deal is X. Is that correct? And then they say yes. Okay, you've got your written confirmation. It doesn't necessarily mean to be a contract. A lot of people don't understand that. But written confirmation, if, if it is a contract, it's legally binding contract, that's obviously the most ideal thing, right? Uh, and you want to get to that point. But a written confirmation of some, of some point immediately elevates you to a way higher position than a verbal contract. Uh, email, great. Anything, anything written, anything, anything, anything from that person's username that's on their computer that can prove that it's them, it's great. But obviously the best thing is a docu-signed agreement. The next best thing is a written agreement that is notarized. If you want to go really hardcore, like you better believe it's like some of the most in important contracts in my life, like a prenuptial agreement or um, or an equity agreement for a company, I will get those notarized. Notary means you go to like a person at the bank who is like government certified to watch over contracts and you get that shit stamped and they, they, they assure in the presence of God that, that this happened. And there are like these people across the United States of America, I can't speak for other countries because I don't know, um, banks I know have notaries, but there are notaries all over the place that this happened. And if you really have, and it's some of the most important agreements of your life, you get those notarized. It should be a notarized agreement. Uh, M&A deals, for example, uh, merger acquisition for companies, um, any, maybe like a very important equity contract or something like that. You get them notaried. Uh, there are all kind, there are law firms that do notari notarizations. There are all kinds of places that have notaries, um, that's basically a official person that is going to stamp your contract and say this happened. They're going to record it into a big book. And just like Warhammer 40K, it's going to go into like the librarium and it's going to be there for all time. And you know that this happens. Uh, side note, you can also get a notary license, which can also be a very nice source of income for people that um, uh, are interested in such. And you can like advertise on Craigslist to get a notary license. It's actually incredibly easy to do. Again, speaking in the United States, I, I don't know. So if you have written, uh, if you have written confirmation uh, of something, 
that's quite good. Oftentimes, I will try to get Twitter or uh, text or email verification of something um, before I can reasonably expect a contract to get done. Normally, a contract takes some weeks or months to go back and forth through, so you can um, you can just negotiate the terms of that contract um, over time while you have some kind of written confirmation that protects you. Do not rely on verbal agreements. Do not rely on verbal agreements. Do not rely on verbal agreements. You will get hosed. You will get burnt. I promise. That's it. So if you follow all of the stuff that um, I said in this, uh, you're going to be pretty good off. Here's another one. Starter contracts. This is a very relevant thing for a ton of creators. Never, ever, ever. If somebody says the word starter contract, you're out. That's it. You hang up the phone. You Just, just like they teach you in, in, in kindergarten and street awareness, guy pulls up in the van, opens it. Hi, I've got candy. What do you do? I need an adult. I need an adult. I need an adult. You scream until someone comes over and, 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 and gets you and wards that person off. The word starter contract, you get out of that conversation as fast as you possibly can. That's a scam. Every time. Every time. Every time. I don't care, okay? If you hear an agent, an agent comes up to you and it's, and it's this thing, okay? Hey. So you're a starting content creator, and we understand that, and we really want to help you grow. So what we're going to do here is we're actually going to get you started on a starter contract. And we don't do these that often. You know, um, it's pretty rare, actually. Uh, we normally like to do content with, like, big talent, and we want to, like, set them up. But, hey, I mean, you, you, I think you're aspiring. You've got some potential. And uh, if you're good for it, uh, we'll take care of you. This is kind of, a, kind of an exception to the rule that we're not normally going to do. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get you started on a starter contract. You know, I think it'll be, like, a split, like, 80-20 uh, at first. Um, we'll just take like 80% of the income and then we'll give you 20%. You know, it'll scale uh, over time and we can always reevaluate the terms of the contract as uh, time goes on. And we can sort of uh, we can sort of explore that. We can kind of see what, you know, you're going to do in the future. But we have a lot of faith in you as a creator. I think that you can really uh, overcome your boundaries and I think you're going to be a lot bigger than this. And we're really happy to be growing with you at this point. And look, it's going to take a lot of investment on the part of our company. It's going to take a lot of money on the part of our company to, to, to do this. We're definitely going to be losing money on this deal at first, but we want to help you become big. We believe in you. We think you're different from other people, and we think that you have the potential to actually do this. So we're going to get you started in a contract that's very exclusive that we basically never do for anybody else. Okay? Red alert. Red flag. This is a scam. This is when you need an adult. You're getting screwed. 100% of the time, you need an adult. That's right. You scream, I need an adult. Okay? Because... These starter contracts, these starter contracts are always, always, always scams. They are locking you into an unfavorable deal so they can leverage you later when you are bigger. When you are bigger, they're going to leverage you into a super unfair deal. If you guys think carefully about this, there might be some examples of this that happened before with certain companies previous YouTube videos that I may have made, certain people that may have done this that will remain nameless that no one knows what I'm talking about at all and I definitely haven't done content about before, but if I did, it would be on my YouTube channel that you could check if you scroll down. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably heard of some people that have done that before. Anyway, you got to be on the lookout for that, okay? Because there are some real unethical people in the business world. Too bad we haven't ever named out who those are. Yeah. 
Too bad no one will ever know who those people are. <sighs> anyway, don't shortchange yourself as talent. Don't do it. You don't know what you're going to be later. You don't know where you're going to be in two to three to four or five years. You need to plan for that, right? Don't do anything where you can sign something or you can lock yourself into something because you believe that someone else is going to make you big, get big. Let me tell you something, okay? I'm a top one zero 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 one percent creator on Twitch. I am. I have built myself from the ground up, building blocks, and I have helped hundreds of influencers get there. Hundreds of influencers to this day, dozens of top influencers. And let me tell you something, hand to God, okay? I'm going to tell you right now. If you are going to get big, it is going to be off your own blood, sweat, and tears and your own hard work and volition. Don't ever believe anybody's going to tell you that they can get you there because they probably want something from you. You're going to do that on your own hard work, on your own innovation. Nobody is out there with a free skeleton key to becoming clotted up. I'm just telling you, it's just not going to happen, no matter what they tell you. It may look like they got a big YouTube channel. It may look like they got a huge brand. It may look like they have several examples before of doing it, but make no mistake, the person that is going to take you to the next level is you, and you always have to have faith in yourself before you have faith in anyone else. It doesn't mean that people can't help, and I, and I would hope that like over the course of the interviews and the work that I've done with people that I have helped people a little bit. But make no mistake that I haven't been responsible ever for any individual creator's success. It has been them. It has been them. It has been their hard work. It has been their constant innovation. It has been their time in the lab. It's been their, their time in the workshop, grinding, understanding their content, producing better stuff, every celebrity, every music, every singer, whatever. We don't get anywhere alone. We are all built on the backs of giants and all built on the, on the backs of the people that are, are with us together. But you are, this, are the star. You are the force that is moving forward in your life. And you should never, ever, ever believe that somebody else is going to take that ring to Mordor for you because you are going to be the one that has to take it. You're going to be the one that has to drop it into the lava. You're going to be the one that has to resist all the temptations, defeat evil, all of it, right? This is your story. You are the person that is the archetype. You are the hero of this journey and nobody else is going to do it for you no matter what they promise you. You need to remember that. And for some people that might be scary because it's really scary to go alone to Mordor and take that ring with you. Even if you have friends, even if you have guides, even if you have a Gandalf or whatever. But it should also be one of the most freeing things that I could possibly ever tell you. That the truth is, again, coming from a person that is probably one of the greatest authorities on content creation in the new digital media space ever to exist. Okay? Uh, just a little bit of little bit of uh, ego there. Sorry. Uh, telling you this, okay? I'm telling you that not to impress you, but to inspire you. That I'm telling you right now, you are the person that's going to take that responsibility. It's going to be freeing because you're going to realize if this is going to happen, it's not going to be because of some external force. It's not going to be because something held me back. It's going to be my own, your own impetus, drive, and effort to make something happen and to make yourself succeed. And so you might be scared initially because you're like, oh my God, it's all on my shoulders. But you know what the really cool thing is? It's all on your shoulders. That's what the really cool thing is. That means that you can take this upon yourself. You can be the hero of your story if you change tomorrow or this next minute, right? Every single future minute is an opportunity for you to do the thing that you've wanted to do. And every minute after that, every minute that you're alive, that's your blessing. And no one can take that away from you. No one can give it to you either. That's the double-edged sword, but nobody can take it away from you, okay? So I, I just, I'm, I'm so sincere in this because as much 
shit as I give to content creators and to people that are trying to make it and people that are doing the hustle. I truly do want people to succeed. And, I, and, and, and I, there's a lot of these uh, sharks in the water. To use the Lord of the Rings example, right? That's the analogy of when Frodo is crossing the old battlefield. And if you stares into the water and the undead stare back and they pull you down with them into it, right? They pull you down and they drown you. That's all, like, as you walk through and you navigate this battlefield, there are going to be those traps. And you might stare at something that looks like it's a beautiful image, that it's going to convince you that there's all this treasure, that, that the whole world is there for, you, for the taking. And then you pull down and they, and, and, and they drown you. They drown you because they're there to take you. They're, they're, they're there to stop you in your path. And the only way that you get through that is you resist that temptation by going straight forward and saying, no, this journey is up to me. I am the one that has to do this. No matter how hard it looks, no matter what it takes, I'm going to be the person that does this. There are going to be people that can guide you. There are going to be people that can help you. But at the end of the journey, it's you that takes the ring. And this is the number one advice I have. You need to get people to help you. You need to get people to get you good advice. You need to get people that, that are going to help you to go to the next level. You need mentors. You need all that, right? But never rely on somebody. Never rely on the whisper that somebody is going to take you to the next level. You have to understand that's on your own. And I hope that's inspiring. I hope that that is something that if I, if I left you with anything, um, what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm teaching you in this, uh, in this talk, right, is some of the ways that uh, the pools in the battlefield show themselves. It's like, it's like, it's some of the ways, it's some of the tricks they use, right? It's uh, like, like the pots of gold and the, the beautiful women and whatever, right? It's like the, it's like the, you look down and like, you think you're seeing something, you're not seeing it. But uh, the real thing that's going to take you there is you, yourself, right? You're going to take yourself there. This will help, right? I'm, I'm one of the people that can help you on your journey. I'll never be able to do it for you. That's up to you. So I do help, hope, though, that uh, this talk did help you on your journey. I, I, I have no idea if I covered everything because there is just so much that even in a short talk like this, there is no way that I can cover every predatory practice. What I can tell you is never, ever, ever underestimate a good entertainment lawyer. Um, go to somebody that is a third party, get them to go over your contract, spend whatever money it takes, and do it. And it will be worth your time, I promise. Um, there are also uh, people in the world that will look over your contracts. Um, there are agencies that will do it. Uh, as long as they don't have a vested interest or a bias in it, then you're good, right? Uh, that, that's always good. So I hope that this helps avoid some of the pitfalls, and I hope this is some inspiration to people that are getting into business or are considering doing an agency in the future. Um, it, again, it is, it is not to my benefit to make these videos. It's not to my, uh, it, absolutely not to my financial benefit, but also just not to my, um, uh, my own personal benefit because I will have people literally pounding down my door for the information that I've given out today. However, I'm grateful to do it. Um, I want to do something different. I'm fortunate enough in this life that my life has been amazing and I, I can build a business with Matt that goes off of ethical values and we don't, and also we've intentionally set up our business in such a way that we monetize through creative solutions. So we do advertising for brands and that's where a lot of our margins are made up because I'm not sure running a purely ethical agency at 20% split is profitable. So that's why we run the other side of our business to make up for that loss. And then our, our talent side is something that we genuinely care about. But I'm not saying that to, to do an advertisement. I'm just saying like this is why I'm able to create those kind of videos and that I'm really grateful to be able to do that. It's very lucky. So hopefully this helps someone. If it does, um, leave a comment. How about that? Or send me, uh, don't send me an email. I get way too many of those. But leave a comment um, or come into my Twitch stream and tell me what you thought. 
and I just really hope this helps people out. I, I promise I'm trying to come from a place uh, of service, and, and, and I hope that comes through. I really do. So that's it. Okay, thank you. Uh, like, subscribe, follow, slam button, uh, support any way that you may wish or know how or not at all. Whatever. Just if you enjoyed it, take it away with you and teach someone else. Thank you. That is the end of this talk. See you again next time. If you come back tomorrow, we will be talking about all of the good things about agencies and how to look for a right one. So this was a video about what to avoid. Next one will be about um, what you need to look for and how to know you're getting a good deal and some of the benefits that agencies can provide you. And then that full circle, those are the only two videos you need um, to, 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 get, to navigate this space.